Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30Days.com. On this edition of Change Nation, Ariane talks with author and entrepreneur John Asaraf. Here's Ariane. The news is hard to avoid. The cost of living is rising, home prices are dropping, and the market is very unstable. Entrepreneur and author John Asaraf is here today to tell you that it is possible to thrive through this downturn. He's gone from being a pretty scrappy street kid to being the force behind a number of multi-million dollar businesses. As the founder of One Coach, he's been advising thousands of entrepreneurs to grow their revenues so they too can enjoy financial freedom. He's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Answer, Grow Any Business, Achieve Financial Freedom, and Live an Extraordinary Life. And now he has a new book called The Complete Vision Board Kit, Using the Power of Intention to Fulfill Your Dreams. On this episode of Change Nation, John is here to talk about how you too can find ways to have more money, succeed, be calmer, even in these troubled times, and how you can use the law of attraction to achieve your dreams. Welcome, John. It's a real pleasure. Thanks. It's my joy. So certainly unstable times, downturn in the economy, people feel like they're unsafe, uh, they're not quite sure whether to stay with their jobs, whether they're going to be fired, whether to go off, start a business. What's your main message right out of the bat for people who are listening and just need some form of hope or encouragement? Well, the main message is stay focused on what it is that you want. Do not allow outside circumstances to take you off course. And what I mean by that is we are paying so much attention to the media right now that a lot of people are buying into it. And one of the things I can say for certain is there will be more millionaires made in the next two years than we've had made in the last 10 years of good times. And so we've got to stay absolutely focused on what it is that we want versus buying into the media and the hype. John, how do we become one of those millionaires? What gives you that certainty? Where do you think those millionaires are going to come from? Well, if we think about history, we, we can always go back to history and say, when have most millionaires been made? And sure, there's lots of millionaires that are being made during good times, but when times are bad, when 95% or more of the population is running scared, there are opportunities everywhere. We're looking at uh, real estate is going to be huge for making money. The stock market's going to come back around. And I believe that for those who are positioned properly and aren't looking for a quick hit or a quick fix, over the next three, four, five years, by buying assets and holding on to them, we'll be able to see some great wealth created. If you think about this, Warren Buffett's buying companies right now. How come he's putting billions upon billions of dollars? Because he knows that he can buy low right now and hold and make lots of money. So his mindset is different than everybody else. No wonder he's one of the richest men in the world. You mentioned something running scared. What do we replace fear with right now? It is rampant. It's everywhere. What's the emotion we should be going to? Well, we should be going to abundance, number one, as far as a mentality. But we should be going towards a feeling of certainty and confidence. We understand that the markets will change in, in every area. And so the only thing that we can control is our thinking. See, we can't control the market, so let's learn how to focus on what it is that we can control, and that's our process of thought. And, and it's not even the market that people are running scared away from. If you think about the meaning that we give what's happening causes us to feel fear. 
And so I'm giving the meaning of what's happening in the market as a great meaning because I know I can and we can help our clients achieve an abundance of clients and positioning in the marketplace when everybody else is running scared. So we're focusing on how to take advantage, how to innovate right now as opposed to running scared. So run me through an example. What's the right mindset to have today when the Dow's below 10,000 and we're thinking we've lost a lot of money personally, professionally? What's the mindset to go to? What's that dialogue? Well, first of all, when we, when we think about we've lost a lot of money, money is an idea. What we have to be focused on is how can I take advantage of the situation right now and ride it on the way back up? And so if you've had money in the stock market, okay, all that's really happened is your, your net worth on paper has changed. All right, and so the question is, how do I focus on what are the best deals out there? And again, I'm not going to talk about short term. I've got one of my neighbors has lost $250 million in the last few months alone. But he's also going back in the market and buying some more because he knows it's going to go back up again. And so the question for us is, what can we do with our skills and our knowledge? Or who can we hire on our team that has the skills and the knowledge to help us through this economic downturn? I'm looking at real estate right now. I haven't been in the real estate market for probably about seven, eight years. But now I'm looking back in real estate right now. Why? Because the opportunities are absolutely incredible. And that is really, you know, some, some of my focus is how do I take advantage of that? So, John, practically speaking, I know people always are asking for it. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. For people, regular people out there who, who cannot buy companies and, and probably cannot invest in another piece of real estate, what are two or three things that people can do right now today to at least feel safer around money or even to make more money or save more money? Well, number one, they've got to start off with uh, uh, the right vision of what it is that they want versus being afraid and, and looking at the marketplace and running the other way. So number one, start with the vision of where do you see yourself in 12 months, in 24 months, in three years. So have a longer-term perspective on it than, than the circumstances right now. That's number one. Number two is what beliefs do you have to have about yourself and the economy to make that vision become a reality? What beliefs? And beliefs are nothing more than either declarations or feelings that we have about what's possible what's not. And so number two is you have a, the right beliefs. And number three, what you've got to do is take action. You've got to move towards what you want. If you're sitting there paralyzed, you're never going to achieve your goals and your dreams. So what skills do you need to learn? What knowledge do you need to accumulate? And what plans can you put in place to really move you towards that vision that you want? Those are three things that anybody can do. They don't require any money to do that. And that is really one of the things that, that you know, we talk about in the Vision Board book and in some of the other stuff that we've done. I know your recent book, The Answer, focuses on the law of attraction. I'd love just for the listeners to explain what the law of attraction is and then how that can help with these times of change that we're in. Yeah, the law of attraction is, is otherwise known as the law of resonance. And what we know from some of the latest brain research and some of the latest scientific research is that every thought that we have actually produces a chemical into our bloodstream that causes every cell in our body to vibrate at that level of thought. And we know that we're sending out, our body is sending out messages and receiving messages all the time from the universe and from our bodies. And so when we're in resonance with the things that we want, they become more, uh, we become more aware of our environment. We start to actually attract 
to us things that we resonate with, no differently than a seed will attract the water, the nutrients that it needs underneath the soil. We are energetic beings, and that means that we are emitting a frequency. So if you're emitting a frequency that's negative, that's fearful, that's doubtful or uncertain, you're going to see that all around you and attract that to you. If you are, on the other hand, emitting a positive frequency of confidence and certainty, that's what you will see and that's what you will attract. So we talk about the law of attraction. That's the first part of the manifestation or the creation process is us being in the right vibration energetically. John, I want to talk about people who might have lost a job recently who might even be considering starting a business. One of the things you are most famous for is starting a few incredibly successful businesses and also coaching entrepreneurs through that startup process and also growing their businesses. Is now a good time to take that dream, take that idea, put it into action? How do people get started with that process? Yeah, I think that that businesses are going to thrive in the next five to ten years, and here's why. We can't count on corporate America anymore. We can't count on the companies that we work for to keep us alive and to feed us. And so where do we want to put our trust? We put our trust in ourselves. Now, with that comes a high degree of responsibility. And I personally believe that business is the royal road to financial freedom when you learn what to do. And as in every business venture, when we take a look at businesses that are not doing well, the reason they don't do well is the business owners just don't know what they're doing, and they don't know what they should be doing. And so the key, if you're going to start a business, is you've got to either get somebody to help you, and that's really what our One Coach company is all about, is we help entrepreneurs, but if you're not going to get somebody to help you, ask yourself a question, why do I feel the need to figure it out for myself when the answers exist? Now we're talking about a mindset issue. And a lot of people's egos are in the way. They think they're smart. They think you know, they've gone to school or they have a passion and idea. What they don't realize is in business there's hundreds of moving pieces, hundreds of moving pieces. And you can't do it alone. You've got to get help doing it somehow. And so you either barter with people, you have people coaching you, you can have trades with people, or you can create partnerships with people who play at the things that you have to work at. Not everybody's outstanding in every area of business, and so you've got to really make sure that you understand your unique abilities, you understand your weaknesses, and you understand how to put a plan in place that you execute to attract more clients, revenues, and profits. And, and that's a process. John, for the current entrepreneurs who are, who are listening to this, but also the potential future entrepreneurs, are there general mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make Oh, that if they could speak to you and get the value of some of your coaching, you would tell them immediately to be looking out for? Absolutely. Most entrepreneurs have no idea how to attract more clients. They don't know that there's an ideal client profile for their product or service. They don't know that every buyer has a decision-making process that's predictable. You just have to understand how they do it. And they are really, really not very good at marketing and sales. And that's oxygen for any company. They don't know how to get their product or service out there in the marketplace to the masses. And they certainly don't know how to differentiate their product or service from everybody else who is in their space. And so one of the things we do is we really teach them some of the fundamentals of building a business and, and really differentiating themselves from everybody else and creating marketing messages that actually is compelling enough for people to want to do business with them versus their competition. Any other mistakes come to mind? 
Um, yeah, they don't focus on their strengths. They focus on the trivial many things versus the critical few. And what I mean by that is they're answering emails all day long. They're responding to every phone call. They talk to people who really can't help them with their business. And so they're spending an inordinate amount of time on the trivial few things. Uh, on, I'm sorry, the, the, the trivial many things that eat up their time. And they don't focus on what we call the highest income or highest impact producing activities because they don't know what they are. And so it's really critical for us to, to work, number one, with the individual on their mindset to help them understand what to do, but then to help them understand the skills that they need to acquire in order to really grow a company's revenues. This is Change Nation from the first three days. We'll be right back in a moment with more with John Asraf, where we'll be talking about his new book, The Complete Vision Board Kit. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and I've been speaking with John Asraf. John, a question that I've, I wanted to ask you actually earlier, you've spent a lot of your career looking at how the brain processes change. And we're certainly a company where change is the thing that we're most passionate about, helping people make change easier. What is it that you've found that could help us understand why so many of us hate change, resist change, uh, put change off, don't necessarily stick with the change? Well, the latest brain research suggests that there, there's two, well, there's more than two parts of the brain, but there's the conscious and the subconscious, which, which everybody's heard about. And we can have a desire to change or a desire for something to be different in our lives, like losing weight or making more money or having a better relationship. But desires come a very, very far second to habits. And habits are thousands of times more powerful than desires. And one part of the brain called the explicit memory system is really the short-term memory system where we make a decision to change. But it's actually the implicit memory system or the subconscious mind that's responsible for 96 to 98% of our perceptions and behaviors. So when we have um, an idea, we have a thought, we have a desire to change or to have something different in our lives, that's all wonderful and fine and dandy and, and we get excited about it. But as you are well aware, if you've set New Year's resolutions or you've made vows of amendment, most people will break those amendments or those vows within two or three days, not because they're not good people. It's because the wrong part of the brain is the one that is responsible, or the, actually the right part of the brain is the one that's responsible for our daily actions, but it's the wrong part of the brain that we've programmed. And we can reprogram our brains through repetition of either affirmations or visualizations or, or meditation uh, visual movies. We, there's a lot of different things that we can do in order to reprogram the subconscious part of our brain, which is really what does the heavy lifting for us. So what is the best way to make a either New Year's resolution or even a goal whenever it is throughout the year? Is it to write it down? Is it to create a vision board of it? Is it to do affirmations or is it to just do all of those things to put us in the right direction? It's a combination of, of all of those things. First, writing it down sends a signal to the brain. So that's one format. Uh, you can record your, your new vision. You can create vision boards like we talk about in the vision board book and, and kit. But those are all just imprinting materials that through repetition and adding emotion to See, there's a process. It's one thing cutting out pictures, but it's another thing getting emotionally involved with the outcome 
of achieving the goals and of losing the weight or making more money. So when we talk about a vision board, a vision board is one piece of the equation that's nowhere nearly enough. We definitely want to have it written down. We definitely want to have a vision board. We definitely want to record them and listen to them. What we're doing is we're reprogramming the subconscious mind. And what we know is that the subconscious mind doesn't get reprogrammed in just one second, unless it's usually a traumatic experience because of what happens in the brain. We'll remember traumatic experiences hundreds of times more than we'll remember positive experiences. And that's just for survival purposes. Our brain is wired that way. So we want to make a change. What we want to do is what I call the creative bombardment of the subconscious. So we come at it from a variety of different angles to expedite the process. And that's why most people who write their goals down never achieve them. It's not because they don't want to achieve them. It's not impressed into the right part of the brain that gets you to think differently, gets you to perceive differently, and more importantly, gets you to behave differently. So we need knowledge, we need instruction, and we need an environmental change in order to maintain the vision that we want. John, for people who have no idea what we're talking about with a vision board or your new book, The Vision Git, um, how does someone get started? What makes one vision board work versus another? Well, again, the vision board is just a visual representation of what somebody wants to achieve, whether it's a charitable gift that you want to give, whether it's a car you want to acquire, a business you want to build, a revenue amount that you want, a new physique that you want. A vision board, because a lot of the brain is used for processing visual information, a vision board is really a great representation of your written goals, of your dreams that you want to have, of the outcomes that you want to achieve. And so the vision board is not as important as what you do when you create the vision board. And so we've got uh, lots of different examples, you know, in the book, the vision board uh, kit, of different types of vision boards uh, that you can create it. But it's what you do once you have the pictures. It's not enough to cut out nice pictures and stick them up on a board and never look at it, never emotionalize it, never see yourself with the end in mind and working backwards. And that's really what makes vision boards different, is, is the people who can explain how they work, why they work, is really what you want to go after. You don't want to just go after getting a vision board um, for, for, for cutting out pictures or listening to music. It's an absolute waste of time. John, tell me how you work your vision board. Do you look at it every morning, every evening? Do you dance to it, sing to it? What do you do with yours? Um, whenever I look at my vision board, and I used to look at it every day. I probably look at it um, maybe three, four times a week now. Um, I sit down and I pretend. I, I play a game of pretend. And usually I'll look at it and then close my eyes. I'll take each section of it. And I go to the emotion of what does it feel like to give away that much money to charity? What are the people like in the room that you're with as you're getting an award? What are people saying to you? How does your body feel? How are you reacting to that? When you're driving the car of your dreams and people are looking at you or you're, or you're just feeling so successful or you're, you're doing something with your child that you haven't done before, how does it feel? When you work from the feeling, the universe responds to the emotion. It doesn't respond to you just looking at a picture or listening to your goals being read. What the universe responds to is your emotion. And so I get into the state as if it were actually real right now. And I work backwards from that. See, in the universe that we live in, we live in an abundant universe, and everything that we ever could desire is already here right now. Now, we need to understand that first we've got to have the clarity of what it is we want to create, 
And then we've got to work from the emotion of it already being created. And that really is what the universe responds to. And so a vision board's great, but again, it's the emotion that's associated with that goal, that vision that we're really looking for. John, coming back to our, our initial discussion around money and people feeling safer around money in these times, what should someone put on a vision board in the area of their, their money, their financial lives currently? Well, they should put what they want. What do they want to achieve? That's what they should be putting there. What they should be putting there is all the things that they want to achieve, how much money they want to make, how much money they have as a net worth, how much money are they giving to charities, how much of their time are they giving to charities. But money, there's, there are laws of compensation. Money is an idea. Money is a means of exchange. And when we learn to bring value to the marketplace, that's when the marketplace starts to pay us. It's not our boss that pays us, not our company that pays us. It's the end user that pays us based on our uniqueness in the marketplace and our ability to serve the marketplace. And there are three basic laws of compensation. Number one, is there a need in the marketplace for your product or service? Number two, how good is your product or service compared to other people who have a very similar product or service or the same? And then number three, your ability to deliver that product or service through selling or marketing to the masses. That's how we get paid. And so if we don't understand that, guess what? Then we're expecting the marketplace to pay us when we haven't delivered value, and that doesn't work. It makes no difference if you're a receptionist. It makes no difference if you're the CEO of a company. If you're a receptionist and you're at the peak of what you can afford or what you can earn, then the question you should be asking is, how do I take my skills and my talents and earn more? Well, what about starting a school? For receptionists, that then you start to sell to companies. What about creating a CD set or DVD set or podcasts and selling them? See, there are so many different ways to take our skills and our talents and monetize them in the marketplace by learning how to help more people. But we have to get good at that or have somebody on our team who is good at that. John, one question on the, on the vision board. How do we or can we even speed up the time in which things manifest? I know we're a culture, a society, a world obsessed with time and getting things faster and quicker. Is that the part that we let go of and surrender to the universe? Yes. There, there's a, a law that is a corollary law to the law of attraction, the law of red. It's called the law of gestation. And we know that it takes about 70 days for a carrot seed to go from seed to carrot, about 166 days for a sheep to go from from initial um, uh, insemination to sheep, and about 200, uh, six, 285 days for a human to grow from, uh, from seed and egg to, to a human. And so we know that there's an incubation period. What we don't know is the incubation period for an idea or, or a thought to manifest. But what we do know is when we add the right information in the right order with the right strategy, now we can speed it up because we've, we're firing on all cylinders. And there's what I call the non-physical things we can do, and that's really allowing the universe to do its part by us keeping the right mindset, the positive mindset, with the right skills and strategies and support. So when we combine all of that, now we've got a really great chance of being totally in sync and in harmony, having a coherence pattern to achieve success. And when we're missing one or more of those items, guess what? It takes a lot longer. And John, one of those items to combine is certainly your new book, The Complete Vision Board Kit. John, thank you. What a pleasure. Really great insights for, for all of us. Thank you so very much for having me on. 
For more information on John Asaraf and his books, please visit his website at www.johnasaraf.com. And that's spelled A-S-S-A-R-A-F.com. You've been listening to an interview with John Asaraf on Change Nation. For more interviews, more experts, more information and inspiration, be sure to check us out at first30days.com. I'm Ariane. Thanks for listening. Thank you.